tonight we're really taking time to honor the queen uh, who passed, of course, but also look into the role of the new king because Charles made his first public appearance today. In the meantime, we're finding out more about what Canada will be doing to mark these occasions. The prime minister signed a book of condolences for the queen at Rideau Hall tonight. We're learning about events planned, such as a national commemorative ceremony, which will be held in Ottawa at Christchurch Cathedral at a date to be determined. It will begin with a memorial parade. There will be a fly past. Uh, there will be a ceremony tomorrow at Rideau Hall to proclaim the accession of King Charles III as Canada's new head of state. Um, as Canadians, again, we also heard from our new king for the first time today. And he mentioned the Commonwealth and countries of which he's head of state, such as Canada, directly. We also share with so many of you in the United Kingdom, in all the countries where the Queen was head of state, in the Commonwealth and across the world, a deep sense of gratitude for the more than 70 years in which my mother, as Queen, served the people of so many nations. But it also comes at a time where many nations in the Commonwealth, many nations that have the Queen as head of state, will be contemplating what the future will hold now that she's passed, just how relevant the monarchy is to the country, whether it should continue to uh, go on in the same way under a new king. Joining me now with more on that is Peter McNally. He's a retired professor of history at McGill University and a palace watcher. Thanks for your time tonight. Great to be here. Your first impressions of Charles as king, he's been out and about today. He's back in London. He delivered his first address. Uh, what did you make of that? You know, I was quite impressed with his address this, uh, this afternoon. I made a point of sitting on a park bench in Niagara on the Lake, Ontario, and, uh, and listening to it. I didn't have the image, so I couldn't see the body language, but I was speaking with somebody who saw it on, uh, on television and said he seemed very relaxed. His voice was certainly relaxed. And I was impressed by the way in which he did a combination of both the very personal plus also the larger um, uh, topics, the larger issues as well, too. He spoke so warmly about his mother and her great accomplishments. And uh, quite interestingly, he said that as she had promised to devote her life uh, to service, he was promising to devote the remainder of his life to service as well. And I thought that was very pointed because, you know, so many people have talked about how Charles should, if he did the right thing, he would want to just uh, abdicate and turn everything over to Prince William. And what he was saying was, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I have accepted this uh, uh, this heritage. I'm going to see it through to the end. And uh, like my mother, I don't plan to abdicate. That was my reading of what he said. Yeah, I, I think that was that was probably a lot of people will be parsing those words. He did, of course, uh, William and Catherine have become the Prince and Princess of Wales, which is, uh, I imagine, though, regardless, he will be relying a lot on that younger generation uh, during his reign. It was very, very interesting. He mentioned uh, his uh, uh, his son William and and uh, and uh, his wife Catherine and their children, and uh, then of course in passing he and he also mentioned his wife Camilla, uh, the new queen consort and. Uh, her great contributions. Uh, he mentioned Harry and Meghan in passing, and it was quite interesting. He spoke warmly of them, but said they are making a life for themselves abroad. Uh, 
And so consequently, they're not going to be involved. But it was very interesting. He didn't mention any other members. He didn't mention his sister, Princess Anne. He didn't mention uh, his uh, brother, Edward, the uh, Earl of Wessex, and his wife, Sophie, who have been very active. And you just wonder uh, how these other members of the royal family will fit in. Or uh, there has been all this talk about a slimmed-down monarchy. Maybe they just won't be as involved or active. We're going to see some changes and it'll we'll be have we'll have to we'll have to watch closely to see what happens back here at home i mean obviously we're paying attention to all of this he is our king now as well uh transitions yeah, the last time this happened uh, not few of us were around to see it uh it's a very different time now and certainly countries like canada and other countries in the commonwealth may be looking to to revisit their relationship with the monarchy maybe not a full break but is, do you think this is a good time to start to look at some of what's in place and what could be changed or altered well, inevitably, there always will be questions, and there always will be change. I was a uh, change. I was quite uh, struck by uh, his, the wording, which was very interesting. We're talking about the Commonwealth, the Queen uh, during her reign. We used to hear, you know, talk about the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth countries, and it left it at that point. His speech today, he he made a distinction. He said, of course, there is United Kingdom. Uh, then he talked about um, the the other countries of he is a head of state. Then from the and then he went on about the other Commonwealth countries, and I thought that was very interesting and uh, indicative of an appreciation that uh, there is a distinction between countries like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, for instance, approximately fifteen of us, um, which uh, which which will uh, recognize him as head of state, and then the other Commonwealth countries, which are republics. They recognize him as head of the Commonwealth, but not as their heads of state. And I think that uh, there's an appreciation that uh, uh, there is going to uh, obviously be um, reconsideration uh, one way or the other. Um, As far as Canada is concerned, well, of course, we talk about this. And we know that some governments are, and some prime ministers are 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 more um, um, sympathetic to the idea of continuing the monarchy than others. We know that my own uh, province of Quebec has a government which isn't very keen on the monarchy. But uh, as we know as well, uh, we have a constitutional system which is monarchical, which is based upon uh, the monarchy. And frankly, changing it isn't going to be easy. Um, It will require unanimity of the federal government plus all of the provincial uh, legislators, legislative assemblies, and uh, how that can be accomplished without uh, um, having a can of worms and reopening the whole constitutional system is beyond me. Um, I know that there's a mixed body of opinion about the about both Prince Charles and the monarchy. But on the other hand, uh, I also know that there are many people who are very supportive of the monarchy and who think Prince Charles, that pardon me, the new King Charles is mm-hmm. uh, going to be just fine and uh, are supportive. I, I, I think uh, most governments are going to be careful before opening up such a divisive topic uh, unnecessarily. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's tough to get used to saying King Charles after all these years, isn't it? It's been, it it's really been a, is, even know. for me. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, and I was, uh, and I, uh, the small too, I was really struck how he said today that uh, Prince William will now become the Prince of Wales. And I think this is all part of a, of, of a rebranding. He, you know, uh, William is now the Prince of Wales. Charles is now the king. And uh, we all start, should, we should all start thinking this way. And, you know, I think it might take a, it might take a few days or a few weeks, but we will. We'll get used to it. Now, the Commonwealth was always, I mean, the Queen often spoke of the Commonwealth. I remember when I was covering uh, royal affairs in London, uh, the Commonwealth was, was a big matter for her. Uh, do you think under Charles there will be some agitation within the system? It feels like it's not as important as it once was, uh, and it needs that sort of cohesion from above for it to work. Well, you put your finger upon a, a real issue. Um, the Commonwealth at one level, of course, is looks so impressive. We're talking about one quarter of the world's population, approximately 2.5 billion people, uh, most of whom are uh, living in Asia, Africa, the Caribbean. Uh, and you can point to a number of the, of the good things that it does uh, in terms of education, health, uh, the way in which it, uh, for most of the country, in it, it tends to be a, a bastion for parliamentary democracy. But on the other hand, there's no doubt about it, it does have a loose structure. Uh, it really does depend upon the goodwill of governments that come and go at various times. Uh, the role of the Queen uh, in the Commonwealth's development has been absolutely essential. Um, even though its origins predate her coming to the throne, this is where she obviously put enormous amount of her time and her energy and her thinking. And she uh, quite deliberately cultivated it and worked with people who she knew would support it. Um, I, I think that the new King Charles uh, will try to follow in, in her footsteps, whether he has that same degree of commitment and all so the, 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 the personal uh, attributes, uh, the ability to relate and to uh, bring people together, well, time will tell. I would like to think that he does. I would like to be positive about him. But, uh, you know, the, the proof is always in the pudding. Uh, he uh, has wonderful qualities. Uh, his comments today included talking about the Commonwealth, so I assume that he's going to be supportive of it. But uh, a lot of, about, of the future of the Commonwealth will be beyond him. It will count upon, uh, depend upon the uh, willingness of the, uh, of, of the member countries actually also contribute to it. His big job will be to, to be a, a focal point for it and to encourage the leaders of the Commonwealth countries to also participate strongly in it. And uh, I, I think it fulfills a, 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 an important world function. And uh, let's, hope, let's hope he's successful. One of the interesting things he he remarked upon today, and I think it's it's obvious to anyone, is how much different the world is from when from when uh, Elizabeth became queen, you know, seventy some odd years ago. Uh, that he becomes king, and monarch, in a very different world. In, in very, in, in fact, in a very different Britain, uh, a very different Canada, uh, a Canada that might not be as um, as as you know might not have the same experience with the British monarchy. To be honest. Um, do you think that's a challenge for him too? I mean, this is a time where there's a lot of things that are being questioned about structures and power structures and hierarchies and so forth. And there's perhaps no more uh, hierarchical hierarchical uh, body than than the monarchy, right? 
Well, you're right. And I think there are different ways of looking at this. As you say, the world has changed enormously. Um, I, I'm old enough to remember a time when divorce in, the, in Canada was hardly, um, was, was, was hardly available. It was, it was very uncommon to see anybody divorced. I remember when the uh, access to higher education was limited to a relatively small minority. And in fact, education generally was not uh, particularly uh, uh, universal everywhere, um, I, where the technology wasn't as advanced as it, as it is today. But yet, you know, now divorce is common. Uh, education, higher education, uh, the technology uh, dominate our world. So think social attitudes, technology, our economy change and change. There's, it's undeniable. Um, so uh, I think one of the remarkable things about Queen Elizabeth II was is that how she rode this uh, uh, this change. I mean, you know, we all talk about changing and adapting. This woman, uh, up into the in, in 96 years old, continued that process of adaptation uh, to a remarkable degree. But having said all of that, there's a lot to be said for having the tried and true. And um, I listened to Brian, former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney on the radio, on television the other evening, and uh, he made a very important comment. He said, you know, Canada is one of the most highly regarded countries in the world. One of the reasons we are is because we're so stable. And, he's, and he personally is of the opinion that it's our parliamentary tradition and the fact that the, the Queen and, uh, and now uh, her son, uh, King Charles, are, represent, they're the embodiment of our parliamentary tradition. When you look what happened uh, just in, a few days ago in Britain, after a very difficult political situation with Brexit and everything, you had uh, Boris Johnson going up to Balmoral Castle and submitting his resignation to the Queen. And then immediately afterwards, um, Mrs. Truss came and uh, the Queen appointed her prime minister. This was just 48 hours before she died. And then the Queen uh, dies and then immediately... Uh, King Charles. We are proclaiming King Charles. And it's hard not to compare this with the country to the south of us. What happened a year and a half ago in Washington. And the disputed um, uh, uh, succession transition of power from one president to another. And when you think about the, uh, the, the continuing debate within the United States uh, uh, on this very point, and, uh, and then we can see the peaceful transition we've made here. So therefore, I'm thinking, well, it's easy to say we must modernize, we should get, get things better. But then on the other hand, quite frankly, there's a lot to be said for the tried and true as well. Yeah, it might be strange, though, to see uh, King Charles on our currencies or to uh, pledge allegiance to King Charles. It's going to take some time. It's going to take time to adapt. Uh, I think it's going to, he is going to have to develop his own style, his own leadership uh, style. Uh, he has a tough act to follow. Um, his approach will be different. But that's not to say that it can't be a good style. Um, I think the comments he made today, I think, showed his understanding of what constitutional monarchy is all about. Peter McNally, thank you so much for your time. It was great being uh, on the show with you. And uh, hello to all of your listeners and God save the king.